In this Lessons from Lockdown podcast, I'm speaking to Lisa McKenzie. Lisa is a working class academic and the author of Getting By, States, Class and Culture in Austerity Britain. Hi, Lisa. Hello. So what's been on your mind and what have you been working on during lockdown? Oh, God, what's been on my mind? Well, for the first month, everything was on my mind. I didn't, I tell you what, I wasn't sleeping at all. No. Everything was just in there. I was like getting up and lying on the settee and just thinking and thinking and thinking, loads of stuff. Um, but that's calmed down a bit now. Um, I'll tell you what came out of those first few weeks of really overthinking everything mm. was the lockdown diaries that I've done. Um, right. I, don't, I don't know if you know about these. No. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I, basically, in the first couple of weeks, I was like talking to all my mates and, and obviously a lot of people that have been part of my past research yeah. in Nottingham and in London. You know, we all keep in touch and we've got groups and, and they were all sort of contacting me going, oh, my God, how is it for you? What's going on? And I thought, this is a really important thing here. Yeah. I asked people who'd been in my former research if they'd write me a lockdown diary for 28 days. Oh. So I've now got, uh, and also other people did it, started to do it as well, people that didn't know me, some of them didn't know me, but they knew that I did working class research. Okay. I've now got 50 28-day lockdown diaries wow. from people who self-identify as working class. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I've been, that's the lockdown bit, that's what I've been that's what I've done. Uh, and now I'm quite shocked because I've got these 50, I've got 50 diary entries. That's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. Mm. I'm now trying to get some funding for yeah. somebody to give me some funding so I can have a research assistant to help me with it okay. because I recognise how important it is. And I know me, I'm slow. I do slow sociology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know this sort of stuff needs to be, needs to come out. Yes. Uh, so if anybody's out there that wants to give me a bit of cash to help me with these lockdown diaries, um, quite frightening to look at them, to be honest. You've not read them yet? I've read little bits of them, yeah. but I've not come in the fall because I realised very quickly at the beginning um, that these were, unlike a, unlike her interview, where you sort of sit there and you say what you want to say. Mm. Realising that when people write, and also I've had people sending me photographs and videos, all sorts of things. Because mm. um, some people, you know, they, they don't write well mm. or don't think they write well or English is not a first language or something. So I've had lots of videos as well and photographs. And I've realised that people are far more emotional with that than in any interview I've ever done. Yeah. So I've been a bit worried really about reading them you know and how I care for them so we go on, we're going to talk about policy later but it's going to be exactly that kind of thing that should be informing policy isn't yeah. it so it should it would be great if you could get funding to get it out there somehow yeah, I, I mean I've got them they're sitting there mm. all I is it like at probably five o'clock one morning while I was not sleeping and thinking about everything mm. um I thought, well, how could I do this? So I just set up this one email address. Mm. And people, will you just email your diary entries? So I've got this one email address that I've not used. I set up purposely for that. Yeah. Don't use anything else. And it's all this, these people's emotions and 
and experiences sitting there and waiting for me. So I, I'm aware that they're there and they're waiting for me. So that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> so what you so from the little bits of those you've read and what people you've spoken to and things you've felt and experienced, what problems do you think coronavirus and the lockdown have made worse or caused? Well, for working class mothers, the biggest issue has been homeschooling. Yeah. It's been massive. It's been massive. And actually, because I got some of the women that um, did, that was in getting by, they've yeah. sent, they sent me five day, just five day diary, because obviously they're busy enough to ask people to write 28 days. Some people can. But the women that were in my getting by book, um, some of them have written me five days and it's and it's just five days of homeschooling, yeah. crying, lots and lots of crying, lots of children crying. Um, yeah, it's been. I think that's been horrendous actually for yeah. for, for working class mothers. The homeschooling has been awful. Um, all of you know, I've had women saying at the end of every day, everybody's crying. Everybody in the house is crying. And do you think that's a combination of pressure people put on themselves and pressure from the school? Yeah, I think it's the pressure knowing that school is important. Because to working class mothers, they know school is really important. Mm. But why Why would they have the skills of being a teacher? No. don't have the skills of being a teacher. I've been teaching online over the last three months. And I have been, I've been really stressed and upset by that. Mm. And I actually a teacher but I can't teach online you know it's really challenged me so I think for working class mothers the teaching thing has been traumatic I yeah. would say yeah. um and, and I know after about two or three weeks a lot of them started to give up yeah and what I started to say is Do you know what my my job is a mother not a teacher and what we've been doing and lots lots of working class mums have been doing lots of baking lots of painting yeah. Lots of crafty stuff. There's many different um, ways of educating and yeah. learning, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And I've, you know, and I've kind of had to say to them, listen, you're not a teacher. No. It's all, it's all right to not be a teacher. But I think the pressure that, that has put them under has been un- unbelievable. And I think today, because, you know, I'm talking to you today as the kids are going back to school. Mm, some of them, yeah. And I know it's dead easy to go, oh, the government wants them to go back to school. It must be evil. Mm. I also know that there are working class mothers that have been desperate for the kids to go back to school. Yeah. I think, you know, it's been too easy to say that going back to school is a good or a bad thing. Yeah, it's much more complicated than that, isn't it? And I think as well as the mothers, there's a lot of kids that probably need to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think that's the that's from just looking through the diaries and through speaking to the women, that's been the biggest thing. Uh, I mean, I've had other th- I mean, I've had other people that have written who's who, who before the lockdown has been suffering te- with really bad depression. Mm. Uh, really, really uh, working class people, yeah. really, really bad depression, and it's all always been linked to them never being good enough and being failures. Okay. And actually, the lockdown period, they've not felt like such failures. Okay. Because they're not in competition anymore because nobody's doing anything. And that's been quite interesting as well. So these are just sort of surface findings that 
that working class people that have suffered with depression around being failures, not, you know, not having a good job. Yeah. Yeah. That some of that pressure has been taken off. So that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in terms of we're calling these lessons from lockdown, um, mm. from your experience and your work, what do you think the government should be learning now and what should they be doing now, whether or not they're actually going to do it? But in an ideal world, what policies yeah. should be being put in place? Right. And Lisa McKenzie, well, I'm going to flip your question because okay. government, I'm not there to tell the government what to do or what it should do. Don't listen to me. Not okay. going to listen what I'm more interested in is what people have learned. Okay. Because what, what they've learned is by giving, having a bit of space and time. And again, this is quite Bourdieuian. And mm-hmm. I'm a sociologist, so I'm not going to apologise for using Bourdieu. Um, that those that are closest to necessity never get the experience of a real education. Because their mind always has to be about providing food and home, shelter. And I think what we've learned, what, I, what I've learned from this is those that have been in a position where they have been given some time and space have learned real lessons about how perhaps unimportant their jobs are. Data's mm. attached to jobs really don't matter. You know, we've had, I wrote, um, I've been writing articles over this time and I wrote right at the beginning, the heroes in bright yellow fleece jackets that work in supermarkets. Yeah, that's on Transforming Society. And at the beginning, people really started to recognise that. Now, I imagine that people who work in supermarkets and shelf stackers are being demoted back to low skilled work. Yeah. And that's the learning bit. That's the learning bit that we need to keep hold of is that in those first in that first month, the person that allowed you to have toilet paper mm-hmm. the person at the till that said to that woman or that man, you cannot have 20 or 20 packets of toilet paper. And they made sure that you got a roll. Yeah. And that is the, that should be a learning here that when resources needed to be shared, it was the people at the who were paid the lowest, who's got the lowest positions in society, mm-hmm. that were sharing things, yeah. and that is, you know, do I care? Do I care about what the government thinks or should be doing? Not really, because I know, you know what, my voice don't ever get heard in governments. They're not going to invite me in to talk about this. But what I can say is what's been happening at the other end. Yeah. I've, the policy and the government stuff for Danny Dolan. I'm interested in what we as working class people learned at the bottom, which was, do you know what? I'm a shelf stacker and I made sure you got soup that week. I am important. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is what I want to hold on to. Working class people and working class jobs in a crisis are the only thing that really matters. That's me. Let us, if we can only learn one lesson, let mm. us learn that. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Um, Lisa's book, Getting by Estates, Class and Culture in Austerity Britain, is available at policy.bristoluniversitypress.co.uk.